Today's reading from the book of Numbers reminds me of a story out of the Church of England where a retired priest was living with his wife on the grounds of a cathedral and every Sunday his wife would cut sandwiches and give them to people who were hungry who came to the door of the place they were living. One Sunday she had to go and be with her children in another part of the country and so the priest was left making the sandwiches and he made them and a homeless man who came every week was at the door, accepted the sandwiches, looked in the bag, looked up at the priest and he said, this is not what I'm used to getting here. It's a truth, isn't it, that we always expect the quality we've always had, the life that we've always desired. And it's into that very human characterization that we get this strange reading today of strange symbols and signs that extends even then into the New Testament in this also strange reading from the Gospel of John. What is it about that odd thing, the bronze serpent on the pole in the wilderness? It's kind of an anomaly in the Old Testament. And as I was driving in today, the other image that came to mind were Tinker Toys, of all things. Do you remember Tinker Toys? <laughs> yeah. I grew up with them, and being the perfectionist that I am, I remember the great challenge of Tinker Toys was to get them all tucked back into the can so that they would all fit. I'm seeing heads going, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, our tradition is like that, right? We want to get all the Tinker Toys back into the can so they all fit. This Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Lent, the Tinker Toys are not fitting into the can. We have these weird symbols and this bronze serpent on a pole is one of them. And scholars tell us that it may in fact be an artifact from Canaanite tribal religions which focused a great deal on the serpent as a religious symbol. And if you think about this symbol in juxtaposition with what the serpent does in the garden in the book of Genesis, you see the dissonance deep in the scriptural tradition and deep in the Judeo-Christian tradition. And no doubt our Jewish brothers and sisters who are in synagogue who hear this reading when it comes up have the same sort of dissonance that we have. We wrestle with this. What does it mean? What does it mean that God sends serpents upon his people in the wilderness? Yes, they're complaining. Doesn't everybody complain? What kind of God do we have? And what does it mean that Jesus then takes this symbol and relates his own life to it? Today's reading in the Gospel is from this long conversation that Jesus has been having with Nicodemus. Now Nicodemus, if you remember, comes to Jesus under cover of darkness. Nicodemus is a fine, upstanding Pharisee, a religious leader, a respected man. And he's probably like your average person in Southern Marin. He dresses well. He's well educated. He knows his job. He has the respect of the wider community. 
right? You know? He is well healed. He is well healed. So he comes to Jesus under cover of darkness so as not to besmirch his own honor and his own reputation. But something Jesus is doing has got Nicodemus' attention. So much so he's willing to take this risk and show up. He wants to know more. And he couches his approach to Jesus in, you are doing all of these signs and no one can do these signs apart from God. Basically, tell me more. Now, Jesus is an itinerant preacher from the sticks. And instead of telling Nicodemus, this is how it all fits neatly into the can of Tinker Toys, Jesus starts giving Nicodemus all of these very primitive images, both out of the tradition and extraneous to the tradition. The wind blows where it will, he tells him. He talks of light and darkness. And he calls up this strange story out of the chronicles of God's people about Moses holding up the pole with the bronze snake and says, so must the Son of Man be lifted up if the world is to be healed and redeemed. Now most of us, when we sit with symbols in our tradition, tend to get familiar and quite comfortable with them. But think about the symbols of our tradition. Think about it when I or a Eucharistic minister puts the bread in your hand and says, the body of Christ, and then you eat it. Or the chalice comes by, the blood of Christ, and you drink it. Or when we baptize and we take our children and we say, you have died with Christ. Is it little wonder that our spiritual ancestors were sometimes accused of cannibalism? Sometimes even accused of infanticide. You see how symbols work. It's only our familiarity that gives us a sense of comfort with them. But at the root of our tradition are all of these symbols that are deeply primitive and profoundly unsettling with a purpose. That is the purpose that Jesus gets to today and tries to nudge Nicodemus along out of his comfort, out of his self-assurance, out of his sense that he has all the tinker toys in the can. That is, that we cannot generate our own salvation. It's the fourth Sunday of Lent, and we are falling headlong towards Holy Week. And all of the primitive and difficult and unsettling stories we hear about our Savior. and the dirt and the earthiness and the unsettling truths about suffering in the midst of our tradition 
and also in the midst of our lives. Our scriptures this day challenge our well-heeled and settled and often self-satisfied ways. They challenge our erudition, our wit, our senses of humor, our intelligence, our sense that we've got it all together, that all the Tinker Toys are in the can. Because, of course, they're not really, are they? We are an imperfect people. No matter how hard we work to cover that up and conceal that and clothe that in beauty, we are a people who are in need of salvation, of healing. And of course, at the very heart of our tradition is the symbol of the cross, a symbol of brutality, of awful suffering, of pain, made into something sacred and holy. Jesus' message to Nicodemus and to us this day is that nothing is beyond the reach of God's mercy and love and grace. Sometimes, when we try to hide the dark places of ourselves from God, we are actually hiding those places from the touch of God's saving grace. We are called to open ourselves to God's love, even in those deep places, reminded as we are that even our suffering is a tool for God to work in us and through us, redemption for the world. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.